Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. Today is a very special episode because we have repeat guest Darren Ravel and first time guest Adam Goldberg, the founder of Pop-Up Bagels, which both Darren and I have invested in. We're here to talk bagels, but first, how are you guys? Awesome. Really good. Good to be here. And I love, uh, as you know, you talking about things other than basketball and cards and business in general. So bagels, bagels. There's nothing better than bagels. I grew up in New York. Darren, where, where did you grow up, by the way? Long Island, Long Island, where I would argue you know, again, the bagel is a serious business. And I think, you know, this podcast is not going to be about bagels. It's we're using bagels as an example of, I think, how to do business. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how your podcast is what I just did. You know, that that's, <laughs> what the, that that's what this story is about. This is using bagels as a vehicle to understand best business practices. Now, People always say, like, when it comes to pizza, that New York pizza is better than West Coast pizza. And it's probably because of the water. I mean, that's that's the one big thing that I keep hearing people say. Is yeah. that same thing true with bagels in Northeast versus West? I really don't think so. I mean, I, I've made bagels now all over this country, and uh, I've never noticed any difference in anything we're doing um, as it pertains to the water. So... I really think a lot of it is just the love and care put into the product and, and, the, and the vibe that you set out from the product as opposed to water per se. Um, now, Adam, you, you had other businesses before this that were yep. successful. What made you want to dive into the bagel business? That's not something that- Adam, Adam Goldberg, tell, tell them what you, your, 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 your daily- your, what, what your grind was before bagels. Cause I, think yeah, I mean, it's still my grind. I mean, yeah. I've got a flood business. I've been mitigating, I've been helping buildings and cities and airports mitigate floods since 2012, right around hurricane Sandy. Um, and you know, it's still, I mean, this month was probably the most active we've been in, in years uh, with all the storms on the East coast. Uh, you know, I never actually set out to get into the bagel business. I was making bagels to have fun. And, you know, it started out last July and, and me and my cousin were just hanging out in the pool and we said, let's make bagels tomorrow. So for three days, we made bagels. And on the fourth day, our wives kicked us out of the kitchen and said, stop cooking, you know, go buy bagels. So we went and bought them and they kind of sucked. And our kids were like, we don't want to eat these. What happened to the good bagels? And we were like, oh, wait a second. Maybe we're onto something. Uh, so the bagel business really found me more than me having any desire to get into it. And, you know, it's just been the most fun I've ever had in my life. Um, we are just, you know, since last summer, just making people smile every weekend. And it's grown from five, six, seven, eight people in my backyard to 30 people to 50 people. And now it's three, 400 people every weekend that are buying a dozen bagels from us uh, and expanding every week. It just gets busier and, and crazier and more fun. Now, this is something that was a first for me and Darren, I'm curious if this is a first for you as well. Seeing a product like bagels sell out, that was never, um, that was never a thing. Like Adam, I doubt you see this in the flood business where you like <laughs> drop a link and then people have to like buy the flood coverage and then it sells out. But you know, this, like it's something that I was first exposed to with sneakers and Supreme uh, and that's why I've always called Papa Bagels the Supreme of Bagels because 
things actually sell out. And that makes more sense to me now because I didn't know what Supreme was, to be honest. So, no, but I would, I would, I I would say, you know, uh, uh, Adam has been a genius here in the idea of uh, making bagels special. So, one, the product works and it's a great bagel and people want it. And then taking the traditional model of bagels are always available. The longest, the, the biggest inconvenience is you might have to wait on a long line but then bringing it to popping it up in various places and contributing to how special it is. So the product is special, but then the process of getting the product is also special and missing out for the first three weeks or you can't, how can I get these? You can't get them. Like no one has ever (laughs) said that in the history of the world since the first circular bread was made. So like, and, 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 that that was great, whether purposeful or not. But the thing that was purposeful about this whole thing is as it, and I'll let him tell more of his story, but as it got more viral, he resisted the temptation to make it anything but what it was in the past. And that helped continue the buzz. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I, I grew up every Sunday or Saturday. My family would come home from Livingston Bagel in New Jersey with a dozen bagels and cream cheese and butter, throw it on the table. And the four of us would sit around the table and eat bagels and talk about the weekend or talk about the week ahead. And, you know, over the past few years and, and longer than few years, probably it's turned into people waiting in these 20 person lines at the bagel store. And they're buying a, you know, bagel with, you know, this egg and this bacon or this cheese or this spread And they go home and everyone takes their bagel and they go into the other room because they're already packaged. They're already made a sandwich. And the whole family point of it is over. Um, So we really love the idea of, you know, buying bagels by the dozen um, and, you know, getting the spreads and, you know, it lives with you for the weekend or, or invite some friends over. And even our subscription model, which has people who every week or every other week are buying bagels at a specific time and they have it set so that there's no line, they just show up, their bagels are there. You know, some people at the beginning were like, oh, well, I don't know what to do with 12 bagels. And all of a sudden they're now sharing them with their neighbors or they're having their friends over every Sunday for a, for a brunch. And it, it creates this whole atmosphere that, you know, of love that surrounds eating the bagels on the weekend. I, I love that, I love that idea. So we Adam, really- don't you don't you think um, don't you think that you know a lot of it has to do with we were getting away from the bagel. The bagel became a vessel instead of the bagel itself. I yeah. mean, you talk about you talk about all these all these spreads <laughs> and this and that. Like the truth is, we were hiding the genius of the bagel. Like yeah. why did why did I like a flagel? Because it had the largest surface area. I right. that doesn't speak to the actual flagel itself. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely. The, the bagel has become this, this monotone, very inexpensive, cheap white flour, um, poorly made, poorly proofed, um, really bland, no flavor until you add something to it. Uh, we definitely have a lot of people who just eat our bagel straight up, no topping. Um, now, we do get creative with our schmears and our spreads, and, and we love that concept. But at the end of the day, if you can pick up a Malden salt bagel and just eat it like it's, uh, you know, the most Cracker. flavorful thing you've right. had. I mean, that's what really drives us and keeps us going forward. And there have been some pretty ridiculous uh, cream cheeses and things like that. You guys just debuted the uh, cookies and cream cheese, which oh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen them before. I was shocked when I saw it. I was like, oh, this is 
this is so obvious. This seems this seems like the natural evolution of a cream cheese to turn into dessert, like everything else. Um, you did uh, the Utz cheese ball cream yep. cheese. I know you, you've had like the, the peach honey. Ball. The honey butter was excellent. Uh, the hot honey hot butter. Honey Mike's butter. hot honey butter. Um, this week we're doing like red roasted red pepper cream cheese. Um, you know, which just has an amazing you know kick to it. Um, and we've just, yeah, I mean, every week we try to, to be creative and, you know, we bring back, I think our most popular cream cheese from the beginning has been the dill pickle cream cheese, which, you know, really everyone thinks they're going to hate it and then they eat it and they just want more. So, um, definitely keeps it exciting for us. Now, what was the thought behind making them smaller? Because they're not the size of normal bagels. Was it to get people to want more or was it? (laughs) What was the decision? It's definitely not a cost saving. Um, it's more of a, listen, we know you're out. We know you're, you know, you're eating at a brunch or you're hanging out and it's fun to have more than one of something. You know, it's like if you've ever had the giant slice of pizza that you ever occasionally see out and it's like you, you finish one and you, you can't move after it. Um, we really just wanted the bagel to be like more fun, more user friendly. And it's okay if you have one and a half or two. Um, you know, I would say most of the people who eat our product probably have two bagels in a sitting and, and that's great. They don't feel like dense lead when they're done. I mean, they really, it doesn't, it doesn't hit you that way. Buster, um, I, I think also what's interesting is just, again, I'm just thinking about this in general about, you know, one of the reasons why I put my money in not only to support Adam, but also just because, you know, when you see things where best business practices are achieved wherever it is and there's a virality to it you want to be associated with it um almost forgetting about any returns or anything so the most interesting innovation that adam brought that i noticed immediately uh, anyone who follows me on instagram knows i'm an everything bagel seed junkie and i've tried every single every single every single everything bagel bagel seed possible <laughs> um and i noticed right away the one thing that I hate about everything bagel seasoning is the salt is always wrong. It's a cube of salt. And if, if that cube of salt is in a ratio, even if the salt is the lowest part of the ratio, it destroys the entire thing. When I tried my first everything bagel from pop-up bagels, I knew the salt was different because it was a shaved down salt instead of a cube. Um, so Adam, can you, tell us what was done there because uh, it was a clear recognition that something was wrong in the everything bagel equation a true love story by darren Ravel. yeah it is it is <laughs> i i, I, I we, love you know we make no secret about it we use malden salt uh for both our salt bagels and our everything bagels and the malden salt tends to you know stick together as a flake rather than just an immense sprinkling of salt everywhere So, you know, not every bite gets, you know, you're not fully immersed in powdered salt on every bite. You get this one flake that kind of shines forward and that's what, that's what hits you. Um, I mean, yeah, we're, our, our everything bagel is, is a very simple formula and, and the Malden salt definitely, I think is the kicker to it. And uh, it just, it just resonates with people. I mean, it's not, you don't feel like you're holding water after having everything bagel here. Whereas a lot of, a lot of bagel shops also 
a lot of bagel shops will also use powdered garlic and powdered onion um, along with powdered salt. And, and we just don't think that's the right way to do it. So. Interesting. Darren, what do you think? I want to go back to the, the size component of it because I feel like such a big factor of like chips and, you know, very small snacks is like the physical aspect of like just continuing to pick things up. How do you, do you think that that's a big part of why all of these small snacks are such a big thing? Well, in the last five years, snacks by actual size have gotten smaller, but people are eating more of it. Like this is science. You look at the people, if, if people have the mini Reese's cups, um, they'll, they'll eat 20 of them, which would equal three Reese's cups versus having just two in the sleeve. So smaller is definitely better. Uh, you know, I would also say that it allows people to rediscover the bagel. Since the Atkins diet and since keto, bagel B equals bad. And so, you know, I think that in order for you to understand that it's worth doing this, by the way, I don't know how Adam is in 650 pounds right now. It's, it's really, it's really amazing um, because if I, if I was doing that, I'd be literally like the, and you don't remember this buster because your, your butt wasn't born yet, but I'd be like, you know, the, you know, time to make the donuts guy. I mean, it, it would, it would really be, be crazy. So I'm interested. You, you ha we have to ask Adam about his, uh, about you know his his lack of testing in recent weeks and whether he even eats bagels anymore. But no, I yeah, listen, I, I I think actually eating two or three and then telling people it's so good I ate two or three. That's a that that's a big part about this. I've Although, eaten I've eaten four in multiple sittings and then gone on a run in the same day. Listen, my wife has eaten four. I've watched it. So it de definitely um yeah, again, the, the size, it just, it keeps it more achievable. We're also a lighter bagel. Um, we're not as dense, where a lot of bagels have just become these dense, large, round pieces. You can't of, like, even fit them in your mouth. They, they don't fit in your mouth. And it's like, you know, I, I was actually flying somewhere about a month and a half ago, and I was at JFK Airport, and I walked past one of the bagel shops there, and the bagel was so big, all I could think to myself was, who would want that in their stomach? before getting on a plane for the next four hours. But it's at some, at some point, the, the size of the bagel and getting it bigger and bigger, just like muffins and everything else. I know I talked about like on the consumer, like in the bag and the candies, but it does seem like, you know, selling a bagel, they just got bigger and bigger. And that was the natural default of it all. Right. I, I want to ask you both this. What's the most, because there's a big argument in like pizza world about, you know, pineapple on pizza or, or not. What's the most ridiculous thing you guys have seen put on bagels in your careers? Or is I mean, that not Adam's even? Tri Adam's tried something. <laughs> I, I haven't really, I mean, I'll put anything on a bagel, uh, but I haven't. People seen do like peanut butter and jelly bagels. That's, that's yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's. I don't actually think there's anything wrong to put on a bagel. Um, I think we've recently started this, and you know, I'm sure we weren't the first, but we've started making it popular. As, and and Darren had something to do with this, but we've started using trout roe um, as part of our packages, and and people are absolutely in love with the either butter or cream cheese followed by like a spoonful of trout roe on top of the bagel. I mean, there's definitely not a lot of places in the country that are doing that. 
and it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, it's not a very expensive caviar, but it's, uh, it just, it has such a great bite to it. And Buster, if you haven't tried that yet, next time you're, uh, next uh, time you're by the shop, let me know. I'll definitely take you up on that. Um, yeah. I have to, I, I have to, I have to intercept here. Cause I have to yeah. tell, tell my story about putting bagel on, putting caviar on a, I have to intercept here. Cause I have to tell a story about putting caviar on a bagel for the first time. So when I was seven, I went to a bar mitzvah and I loved caviar. And I told my father, I want to have bagels, cream cheese, and caviar every weekend. Most people don't, Darren, by the way. Yeah, that is, yeah, I, I have never, I've never even tried caviar. So, 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 so my father sat me down and was like, son, let me tell you about caviar. Uh, and to his credit, uh, Jeffrey, Dr. Jeffrey Ravel uh, researched and figured out how to get his son bagel, cream cheese, and caviar in an economical way. Uh, caviar Taria in New York had a product called Kamchatka, which is the bottom of the barrel of Russian caviar. <laughs> and so basically they couldn't serve crushed eggs to restaurants. They had to be perfect caviar balls. So every couple uh, pieces of caviar were crushed, but I didn't care. And it was sold for like one eighth of the price. So kids <laughs> would come over to my house and then tell their parents that I was eating bagels, cream cheese, and caviar. And uh, <laughs> it was, I'm not sure it was the most positive of impressions, but, um, Building but the that, that, that was my thing. And I'm, and I'm a <laughs> caviar junkie. I order tons of caviar every New Year's to celebrate the new year. Um, I'm a big trout row guy. I'm a big salmon row guy. Uh, I've had the $3,000 uh, fried chicken uh, with caviar at uh, Momofuku in Vegas. So I'm a big caviar guy and I, I love it. So I'm so glad you you did the trout row. I, I, I think a lot of people hadn't had that before. Now, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know the exact stats, but Adam, I'm sure you know it for pop-up, but what is the most popular bagel? Because when I, growing up, I only ate plain. And then probably once I had like 15, 16, I've only eaten everything since. Yeah. So what? It's definitely the everything. The everything bagel is definitely the most popular from an adult perspective, and I would say the plain bagel is definitely from a kid perspective. Uh, it's just the easiest thing to to pass off. Um, how do you how do you mix the twelve? Like, do you do four? Like, what's, what's the <laughs> our typical the mix bag? is three everything, three plain, two poppy, two salted, or two two salted poppy, two sesame, and two Malden salt. Um, but we do get the occasional hey, I you know. If someone has an onion or, or garlic version, you know, we'll, we'll make a bag for them without the everything bagels in it. Um, one of the things that kept us able to grow the business as fast as we did was by also just giving out the random bag. So rather than spending all the time trying to specifically place a bagel here or a bagel there, um, we typically, unless there's an allergy or something, we just give a, you know, a dozen as, as it lays. Um, our salt bagel, we used to start with one and, and people love it so much. We give two now in every bag. Pop-up, uh, pop-up bagel salt stock is doing, is doing good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, we've got about 30 buckets of Malden salt that we keep on hand just in case they ever have a, a shortage. We want to make sure we can keep our product going. That's crazy. What's the most popular uh, cream cheese flavor? I think it, it's grilled scallion, which is what we offered this week. That was by far, you know, everyone loves a, a scallion or an onion in their, in their cream cheese. 
Um, and definitely, you know, it was up against cookies and cream cheese and the scallion definitely won over. Um, I had a lot of people tell me the cookies and cream cheeses sound just terrible. Uh, and then they tried it and said, wow, this is actually amazing. But uh, still, it definitely, I would say that was one of our least popular flavors um, as it came to the adults who were choosing. I think if the kids were choosing, they would go cookies and cream cheese all day long. 100%. The Utz, the Utz cheese ball. Uh, yeah cream cheese that was great and i know i remember i saw darren you tried like a what was it like craft mac and cheese ice cream I you're think on mute darren mac and cheese ice cream which is pretty good yeah how, how was that yeah that, that i mean it had the sweet and the savory it were it worked have you had uh, the it really worked. cream cheese though i could i tried the cream cheese i liked it i like the hot honey butter better that came in the same week um i had a question for you uh adam like what's the most outrageous story like either a celebrity i know harry connick jr uh got some and shouted it out but like yep. or like was there was there like a housewife kissing your feet i don't want to get too graphic but like i mean this is you have the wanted item so it's like <laughs> what's the most embarrassing like it's oh my god thank know. you so much like or you know like ha, ha, it's been pretty embarrassing how crazy people have gone has anybody this, traded so. you a car for bagels yet <laughs> no car but i did get to sit in one of the cars of the day the uh someone drove up in like a, a late 50s or 60s porsche and we always try to you know capture the the best cars every weekend when they're when they're on the pickup line um he did tell me to go ahead and take it for a ride but i chose not to i was kind of too much going on in my mind right there to mess up the car. Um, we haven't had too much crazy stuff, Darren. I'm trying to think. I mean, we've definitely had. I mean, things sell out in a minute. That's crazy. When we started the business, like the real pop-up where we're doing hundreds of, of dozens a weekend, I would say that sometime between like 11 o'clock at night and 3 a.m., I would get texts and mostly from just like random people saying, come on. I need bagels. Let me know how I can get bagels. And my wife would always look over to me. She'd be like, Adam, you have to put your phone down. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's too fun. It's two o'clock in the morning. And someone is actually thinking right now, I need bagels four days from now. And I was like, that is amazing. That it's, it's so not ridiculous. like, it's not, I need bagels in an hour or I need them in the morning. What can you do? It's Tuesday at two o'clock in the morning. And you're on your mind is, Hey, any way you can fit me in on Saturday morning for a dozen bagels. That to me is just that's, a great, that's actually a great idea. You should sell pop-up bagels on QBC at three in the morning. I listen, don't think we haven't thought about it. <laughs> you know, it's so it's so funny. Like, Darren, if you had told me a year ago that I was gonna invest in a bagel business, I would have told you <laughs> you were out of your goddamn mind. But it's so funny how, how it all happened. And but there's a, there's, a, there's a lesson in this, right? Like, so there's some things like as a food and bev investor, which I've become in five, you know, in the last five years and, and, and Adam's with me on Athletic Brewing, you know, it's, it's uh, sometimes there are things that you have to invest in and they might not make sense at the beginning. I think there's actually, there are- And Athletic actually, Brewing, by the way, to me was exactly that. I invested in the passion of the founder, not that I had any idea that the product was actually going to sell in the market. See, and, and this, and not to get into athletic, but this, this, the second round, if you tried to make sense of the dollar figures relative to revenue, it actually didn't make sense. Really? And so, and so 
you know, and, and, and by the way, and now that is cheap, but so, so I think like there, there are things, there are, there are things you have to invest in where you don't like, I haven't done that yet, but I think you can, if you, if, if you think that uh, it could be a good business, even though you don't like it, but here it's like, I, I just wanted as someone who is, and I think you're in the same boat, you know, as someone who does the influential thing, does the reporting thing, like it's very rare to find a business that has so much heat to it. And I just wanted to be a part of it. Um, and, and, and there should be part of your investment portfolio that, that includes those type of businesses. You know, I think it's the classic, like invest in what you love. Or invest in the things that are in your daily life. Like Darren and Ad, is that something you guys sort of subscribe to when you look at what you're investing in is like, all right, what do I do on a daily basis? What are the companies that make the products that I use? How can I get involved in those things? That's something that both you guys think about. I do now because all the products that I've used over the last 25 years have turned out to be the greatest companies in, you know, in the world. And, (laughs) And I was always, you know, I, I was always the guy that would read the financials and be like, there's no way they can do it again next quarter, or there's no way people are going to continue to buy laptops, or the <laughs> iPhone is dead, the iPad is useless. I mean, all of these things, I was always pushing for the negative for the negative. And I, I changed my tune finally about three years ago and just said, you know, listen, this is what everyone around me has. That's better to me than trying to read financials and saying, ah, it can't work. Um, and I feel that way about, I felt that way about athletic. I feel that way about this bagel business. Like people are just loving it. I mean, it is, we cannot keep it on the shelf and therefore let's go bigger. I mean, let's just keep doing it and, and bringing more bagels out to more people. And not, not to embarrass Adam, but I think, you know, he's a really tremendous businessman. Okay. So like, whether he went out to do it or not. I mean, he created uh, the best bagel ever in a environment where, I mean, you're on the East coast. He didn't, he's not creating the best bagel in Kansas. Okay. When I went, when I went to Northwestern and I was in Chicago and I had Einstein's bagels and Brewer's bagels, I, I was floored at what this was again, like, just the only thing that made it a bagel was the shape and this was not acceptable to a long island you know jewish uh new yorker i mean it it was so unacceptable and so like he went into the most competitive area where the bagel is known and as part of you know best practices made the best bagel and so it didn't matter who he was whether he was selling flood barriers or whatever you know like uh, but he's made so many great steps along the way, and it's been really fun to watch. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's, and I love the cream cheese model, and I love the fish program, and you know, it's 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 really it's really cool. Same, it, it's it's been really fun to see, and and I can't wait to see what it turns into. Last last question for you, Adam. What yeah, what's the biggest bagel day of the year? Is there an official bagel? informal holiday you know yom yom kipper uh break the fast is coming up uh in about a week and a half we probably have an entire weekend's worth of bagels already ordered for that day um we're planning on doing two weekends worth of bagels on that day uh and we have orders from as far south as as central new jersey to long island to manhattan um all over westchester we we have at least a dozen people in manhattan 
that are willing to meet our driver on a corner at some point. Next yeah, you're not day. delivering the house. Make this clear. You're not delivering. Yeah, no, house. we are doing drop spots. Um, actually, we're going to do a drop spot at Darren's house in New Jersey uh, next Thursday for Yom Kippur. And we, Darren, we already have 12 or 14 people that have that have bought these big packages and they're bagels and they're, you know, the fish and the spreads. Um, I think that's pretty much our Super Bowl. Um, but I will also tell you Mother's Day and Father's Day. What, what really hit me off guard was Mother's Day, obviously, being in May. We had a tremendous business. I mean, probably. Probably the biggest weekend we ever had. And then a month later, Father's Day to me usually equates with burgers and, you know, hanging out and barbecuing. And our business on Father's Day was actually bigger than our Mother's Day business. Wow. So for, for, for those for, for, for those who don't uh, celebrate Yom Kippur, um, so you're fasting for in between 21 and 27 hours. And the big problem is you need to pace yourself when you when the when the break fast happens and you start eating. And uh, Adam, I think you should put like some sort of flyer in there, you know, to to have to take responsibility to slow the pace because slow the bagel I mean, eating. I mean, down. I usually do three bagels on that on that day. I think I would probably do six <laughs> pop up bagels. Like right. there could there could be some fights. There could be some <laughs> fights uh, if the you know something you, you can't the the deal is you have to finish the bagel before you reserve the next one. So I'm worried about houses. You know, people taking three bagels at one time. <laughs> putting on a plate and then dealing with that. So uh, we, I, I may or may not throw okay. in a few extra Darren, bagels on every order just so that doesn't happen. Darren, I know you're all over the Nathan's uh, hot dog eating contest. If you were to just predict, what kind of damage do you think somebody could do in a pop-up bagel eating contest? Well, the professional eaters. I mean, I think Joey Chestnut could probably eat a hundred in. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get this a hundred and maybe 20 in maybe 15 minutes or less. No way. Yes. Yes. Darren, maybe we should uh, get a contest going. I actually don't like that because I think that it, it bastardizes the, the quality. Um, I don't think we should, you know, these are, these are very rare bagels and uh, they, they, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be eaten by one person. It's not fair. Everyone need we need to get everyone on the East coast to try this thing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's, um, it would be unfair to the, like, imagine being somebody who lost on a Supreme like clothing drop. And then, you know, it's like when you see the kid with like 400 Yeezys in his backyard, oh, yeah. you know, when like nobody else could get it. it I do. It, I do. Li I do like, you know, like, uh, what's, what's the slogan again on your hat? Not famous, but known, not famous, but known is nice. And I also like the fact that like, I think the problem is when there's virality to something, people get addicted to making it bigger. And right. like, I do like the stamp on the brown paper bag and like it being the same as it, as it was from the first time I saw it. I think that's again, another, another smart move. Um, because I think a lot of people are either, seeking the money or seeking like oh it looks more professional like i think you've kind of been the same from day one which is great yeah so, and we we really from from a business point of view i mean i i'm a very um cash flow positive type uh operator um so i don't get it where if you know if someone says hey let's get you fancier baggage or fancier packaging or you know do it this way 
to me, that doesn't matter to me. It's a dozen bagels and a couple spreads. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all thrown out. So what are we really trying to, to, to make fancier? We just want to keep it fun and, and we want to be able for people to be able to afford the product. Now I'm curious about this. The thing that drives a lot of markets is the resale market. To my knowledge, that I've never seen it happen in food. We had it. You've seen you've seen there be a, a resale. <coughs> yes. Yeah, so bagels. we we have about 300 subscribers who, on a weekly or biweekly basis, have our bagels. You know, at the same time every Saturday or Sunday. And at the beginning, when someone was going out of town, they actually posted on our Instagram like, "Hey." I've got my Saturday 8 a.m. spot. I can't get the dozen. Who wants it? And there were like three hits immediately that said, I'll take it. I'll take it. What's your Venmo? What's your Venmo? <laughs> now, I don't know that they made a profit. They could have, uh, but it was definitely a very quick transaction. It was, it was the first stub hubbing of a bagel that I, that I was aware of. That is awfully interesting to me. Imagine Darren being able to... Uh selling everything for the cost of the entire dozen and get paid <laughs> it's a it's a little bit different on bagels but i know that there are legal rules i think i think because of like <laughs> chick-fil-a or something about about reselling food uh but i think bagels are a little bit different like if you if you you know i'll i'll change my name or i'll whatever it is like uh, but still i mean it that just goes to show you the heat around this whole thing it's so funny so yeah. funny so what what's the what's your goal adam like what what gets you the most excited right now about it like what what do you want to happen I mean, how I, long are you doing the flood barriers for i've got another <laughs> i've got a couple of years left in the flood barrier business at least i mean it's it's a great business that that you know we've got a great team that operates it and you know it's a very large project business so we do about 10 to 15 business, you know, major projects a year. Um, and I'm certainly able to manage those. Um, but on the bagel perspective, we've got a, we've got our first, you know, real location opening up uh, in about six weeks, which is going to be about 15 minutes north of where our major pop-up is in Westport. Um, it's not going to compete with that. It's actually just going to grow our market. Uh, and our goal is within the year to have five locations within a hundred miles of of where our central store is located. Uh, and then we've got people lined up in, in Florida, California, Colorado, Atlanta, uh, and New Jersey, as well as uh, out East in the Hamptons, um, lined up ready to kind of license and or franchise. We haven't truly settled on the model yet, um, but we wanna get our product out, you know, 20, 30 stores in the next two years. Um, and when I say stores, I mean windows. I mean, these are, <coughs> These are very small footprints with, you know, keeping the same model, which is a bagel pickup window. And you come over and, you know, you've already bought it in advance and you've got a dozen bagels and a couple spreads coming to you. And thank you very much. Enjoy your Saturday or Sunday. No reason for you to spend a half an hour in a line right now. Buster, we didn't invest enough. <laughs> I know. That's always, <laughs> that's, that's the takeaway generally whenever you stop by there. <laughs> Darren, well, it's all right. We'll have another round in about three months. You can, I'll you be know, there. You can always triple up. There, there <laughs> we go. Um, so where, where can people find it best? Cause you have to be in the Northeast as of now, but yeah. So can... the, the best way to keep up with us is our Instagram, which is pop-up bagels at pop-up bagels. Um, we don't have a Facebook account or a Twitter. 
Um, but our Instagram is, is pretty active and, you know, we will, if, if enough people reach out to me from a community, uh, we will certainly do our best to get over to that community and do a pop-up. Um, we've got one coming up in Florida and one coming up in LA at some point in the next couple of months, just waiting for some of this Delta variant to settle down and, and, uh, you know, hoping nothing else gets introduced to the air. Um, and we'll definitely be out there in those locations. Uh, and again, I mean, you know, we, we had a successful run in the Hamptons all summer. We were there on Friday mornings and did an amazing amount of business every Friday morning. And, you know, we're already lined up to be back there next summer, most likely in more than one location for the entire three-day weekend. Foster, one of my friends in the Hamptons uh, claimed he had, uh, he ate 12 in 24 hours and his wife got home. Is this John? Whoa. Yes, we shall call him John. We'll call him John. Well, shout out to uh, so-called John because that, <laughs> that because that that beats my record by by a lot. You know, the one thing I will say, Darren and Buster, you know, out in the Hamptons, we probably did about fifty to sixty dozen on a Friday morning, and I would say that eighty percent of the people who came to pick up bagels from us on Fridays were the same people. Wow, which is which is really amazing. I mean, these were not just hey, this is the hottest fad, and that's actually. Darren, the reason I was okay taking money from people, you know, a few months back when we did it was this wasn't just a hyped up thing. And at the beginning, it was all about, can you get it within 30 seconds? Can you get it within 60 seconds? You know, they're going to sell out. They're going to sell out. I got to have them. And it's one thing you look at these places all over the country and New York City certainly has some of them where your kids are dying to go to this one restaurant where they get this one creation that's crazy looking and they go and they never go back. Right. But they did it. They got the hype. They were there. They took an Instagram shot and they never went back. The people who are vying for our product, once they get it, they're back every time. Like, and if they're not back, it's just because they're away or they don't want bagels this weekend. But this is not a one pump up hype. And thank you very much. These people are coming back for more all the time. And I love it. And they're you know, they're the reason why we're growing like this. And it's, it's super amazing to see when you get that kind of repetitive business. Well, how, how are you, how are you not 450 pounds? And we need this answered, Buster. So I've gained 40 pounds since starting the bagel business. That is a absolute fact. Um, I, you know, I think, I think, I think that's light. I mean, I think congratulations to me. Thank you. I mean, I've gained 50, (laughs) I've gained 15 by working from home and COVID and being seven feet away from my pantry and I'm not making this stuff and I don't have a business excuse. Yeah. The, the, the bagel, the bagel, the bagel making, I think is uh, it's tricky. I mean, look, I've been keto in my life. I've eaten lots of carbs in my life. I've been healthy. I've been unhealthy. Um, You know, the one thing I can say is, you know, it's nice to have carbs every once in a while and it's nice for those carbs to be amazing. Um, definitely when you're making product like we are and constantly tasting it, you don't realize that you may or may not have had six bagels in the morning, um, before eight o'clock. And if you're working in a kitchen from three o'clock to nine o'clock, you're exhausted and you really, you can't go exercise afterwards because you're just too tired. So, so Buster, one of these days, I'm going to join you on the no days off seas. Let's go, uh, man. (laughs) You'll see me running behind you and I definitely won't keep up, but. Um, Darren, you don't know this, but you know, Buster lives about a mile or so for me. And every once in a while, I'll yell out my window as I see him running down the street. 
you know, doing his, <laughs> like his a crazy person. Ex, his daily exercise. He's a great, he's a great, he's a great daily exercise uh, role model. Um, yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's, a, I, I'd like to throw him my three kids to challenge the no days off season. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe, I believe that I would be able to undo him. Um, but, but, but I, I greatly respect, you know, everything that, that Buster does and that, and that is almost at the top of the list. And I am also right. a training for marathon, half marathons, and then not doing something for a year and a half and then eating really healthy. And then, you know, last night, as I was stress eating on bedding, I would, I, I literally had a Ziploc full of chicken fingers that were for my kids that my wife discovered in the morning. We didn't have lunch for them. (laughs) Well, just lots of water and walking to get bagels. What's your topping on those, Darren? Honey mustard or ketchup? Uh, It was was actually, this is gross. It was actually a McDonald's barbecue sauce. Hey. Hey, those are good. You can't, can't, (laughs) they might not be healthy, but they're good. (laughs) Yes. Um, well, I think one thing we can all agree on bagels for president, uh, whenever the next election is and, uh, can't, can't wait to see everything that Papa bagels turns into. And this is really fun guys. Thanks for doing this. Awesome. We, we, we hope everyone gets to taste them, but good luck. You, you, and by the you way, have if, a you, lot of chance. if you know, Buster, I will say this, if you watch this podcast, um, the first 20 people who reach out to me from this podcast, I will make sure that you get in our next bagel bake. As long as you're uh, within a relative distance from us, um, we'll make it happen. And if it's not here, we'll we'll hit you up as soon as we're in your neighborhood. There Amazing. you go. You heard it. You heard it there. Follow at Papa Bagels, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Hey, take care, guys. <laughs>